What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Hope everybody's having a tremendous day. If you or a loved one needs my help, needs my assistance, trying to get sober, you can contact me on my direct line. My number is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Something I want to talk about today is when is the best time to get sober? When should I get sober? When should I commit to this? And the answer is always now. It's always right now. I think a lot of people... I don't think I know. They wait for the perfect opportunity. Oh, I'll get clean tomorrow or I'll get clean next week or, or oh, you know, I have a I have a family reunion next month that um, I still want to I still want to party and use that. So I'm just going to wait until after next month. Listen, the best time is always right now. You know what I'm saying? Because. Um, you're not guaranteed a second chance. You're not guaranteed tomorrow when you're using drugs and you're drinking excessively. Um, all bets are off. When you start using and you lose control, once you start, you don't know where it's going to end up. And that was the biggest indicator for me that I really had a problem. Obviously, once I started, man, I was off to the races. There was no uh, using a little bit here and there and uh, – and waking up all nicey-nice the next day without a hangover, without being blacked out, or without, um, you know, the, the come downs of, of uh, you know, being awake at 5 and 6 in the morning. I mean, dude, I had no idea once I started where I was going to end up, what was going to happen, what type of scenario I was going to find myself in. And a lot of times there were just so many situations where I'm like, how the hell did I end up here? How is this possible? So when we really take a look at when should I get clean, it's, it's bro, the answer is always right now. You know what I'm saying? There's not going to be a time where, when you're feeling great about getting clean. You know, the reason why people have to try to get sober to begin with is because shit is falling apart and things are going really, uh, things might be really rough whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the relationships in your life might be, might be uh, falling apart. Your finances might be absolutely obliterated. You know, there's just so many different areas of our lives that are completely um, destroyed and impacted by our addiction that we're not going to feel good about getting clean. Because we've been thinking for so long, or I'll speak for myself, I thought for so long that this was the only way to live, that this was going to be my only solution, that this was going to be the answer to my problems. I didn't look at it as the problem. I thought it was the answer to my problems. Until guess what? I came to a realization like, I came to the realization that not only are my problems not going away, it's not solving them. It's getting, they're getting worse on top of this new problem I'm developing. So the answer is always now. And, and what does that look like? What does getting help look like? What does getting sober look like? And I, and I think for a lot of people, 
obviously it's going to going to treatment. You know, if you're if you're addicted to alcohol, uh, if you're an alcoholic, you're addicted to benzos and opiates, especially like those big three right there. I mean, the physical withdrawals enough are, are enough to put you in rehab because of the um, the detox is just not fun. And, and benzos and alcohol, of course, the withdrawals can be lethal. You can literally die. You can have seizures. Um, uh, you can have strokes. You can, ha it, you know, it causes hallucinations. Sometimes alcohol withdrawals can be so bad that you're hallucinating. You know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a psychosis. It's crazy. Um, you know, so and it's just very, very bad for your heart. Uh, the detox from those two causes uh, causes um, heart palpitations. Uh, can result in, uh, I, I believe, even a heart attack as well. So it's just it's very unsafe to uh, to try to detox at home. And, and uh, opiate withdrawals will not will not kill you unless you have severe uh, medical problems. Um, as it is, and you're older, uh, then it, it's not safe to detox at home. I mean, it's not safe anyway. It's it's very it's a very uncomfortable process. And anyone who's been through the withdrawals from opiates knows that it is definitely no walk in the park. Um, so, the, so the point, and then, and then when you get to the, you know, meth and Coke and stuff like that, I mean, rehab is needed a lot for, for them as well, just because it's very, very tough to, to get sober in your environment. And that mental obsession is just so strong when you're, uh, when you're first trying to get clean. So in the beginning, it's never, it's never a walk in the park. Very rarely is someone like, oh man, this is really easy. Now, after a little bit of time, we start to see the results and we start to get the gifts of recovery, whether that be peace of mind, being responsible for your life and actually being uh, uh, where people can count on you. That is something that is something that I was not used to. I mean, I... Uh, nobody can count on me for shit. You can basically count on me for being absent and doing doing what I wanted to do when I was using and getting high. And there are certain things that come into our lives that we're not used to, you know, um, the option of choice. And it seems so simple, but being able to choose the direction where you want to go in life is a is a massive gift. It's extremely powerful. The fact that you get to choose. Um, what you want to do on a daily basis, what direction you want your life to go in, um, who you want to, who you want to uh, incorporate in your life, mending relationships with people that you love and you care about. All of this is possible in recovery, but when you're addicted to the drugs and you're a slave to that bottle, you ain't doing any of that, you know. So when is it the best time to get clean? It's always right now. Don't wait until tomorrow. There is no fucking tomorrow. If you're shooting dope, or you're, you know, you're a, um, you're a daily meth user, or you're using oxys, or you're buying street zans, like whatever the case may be for you, you are not guaranteed tomorrow. So what are you waiting for? And even on that note, like even if you're just smoking, even if you're smoking bud, and it's not, uh, obviously the ramifications aren't as lethal as these other drugs. Why wait? Why are you waiting? You know what I'm saying? What are you thinking? Tomorrow you're just going to feel magically motivated? Of course not. You know, I'm here to tell you, just give you the truth. And I was never excited 
at the prospect of getting clean. You know what I mean? It came out of desperation. It came at, in, in a place because I just knew I couldn't live like that anymore. And I didn't want to live like that anymore. I didn't want to be a slave to this shit. You know, whether it be the bag or the needle or the bottle. It's like, man, I had enough of this. And it's as simple as this. If what you're doing right now isn't working, and that is getting high to solve your issues, if that is not working and you know that this isn't really a solution for you anymore, then it is insane to continue this behavior and think that you're just going to figure it out, that life is magically just going to get better. It doesn't magically just get better. You know, it takes some work. It takes getting a little bit uncomfortable. It takes being honest with people and getting some type of support network. You know what I mean? Um, it takes developing a, a little bit of spirituality. And, uh, and, and I don't mean that in a religious sense. I really don't. There's a difference between spirituality and religion. And, and even if you're agnostic or atheist and you don't necessarily believe in, in God or whatever the case may be, there's still you can still develop yourself into into developing a connection with like a higher self, you know, with something that is bigger than you. I don't really think that um, you need to believe in, quote unquote, God, even though I do. I do believe in God. I'm not a religious person. I am spiritual, though. I do think that there is something higher out there than me. Matter of fact, I don't think I know. I know that's my truth, you know, so I'm not trying to put my beliefs on anybody else. But I do think it's important to recognize that, you know, there's something bigger out there than me, that that there is a creator of this universe. And I don't think it's a man. I don't think it's a woman. I don't think it's anything. Um, holy shit. <laughs> That was that was loud. <laughs> so um, there is something out there that um, is controlling. Well, I don't even want to use the word control, but but is uh, in charge. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's important for me to try to connect with that higher being. And, and, and in order for me to do that, it's to become my my higher self to work on certain areas of my life and develop some spirituality practice prayer and meditation meditation is huge i've talked about this uh, on, on my channel before meditation is um is a tool that has really really changed my life for the better and it just comes down to discipline just putting 20 minutes aside in the morning 20 minutes aside at night and just being just being alone with myself trying to be present in the moment and not trying to live in my head just trying to be you know and it's really nice it's 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 kind of like when there's um noise in the background all day you just get used to it it's it's extremely loud but after a while you just get used to it you don't realize how loud it is until it shuts off you know, I kind of like to use the example of the refrigerator, the refrigerator that's that's running all day, all night long. And then and then you just get this brief moment where it shuts off for a few minutes and you're like, damn, man, that thing has been running all day. It is so that thing is so loud. It's nice when there's some peace and quiet. Well, that's what we need with our mind. That's what meditation does. We need peace and quiet up there because all day long. I know for me, when I wasn't meditating, you're, I was in my head all day and you're having these, 
conversations and you're playing scenarios out that aren't even real. And it's like you're a slave to your mind. And when you're using drugs, I mean, it's really going because you're constantly thinking about getting high. So meditation has been very, very helpful. Um, and, and, you know, getting a support system, whether it be AA meetings, NA meetings, um, Dharma recovery. I, I believe it's called that, right? Yeah, I think it's called Dharma recovery. Uh, they have their own meetings. That's like its own organization, uh, whether it be smart recovery or whether you know, you're, you're in Facebook groups, or you have a recovery coach, or whatever the case may be. Got to have people that can hold you accountable and that you can be honest with. That is outside of your family, that is outside of your uh, immediate friend group. Because I think you need a little bit of an outside perspective from people that aren't don't have the bias of knowing who you are already. You got to be able to connect with people that are have been through similar situations and know how to stay clean. It's very, very helpful, you know, um, and being honest with with the support with your support network is honestly a, a huge key, because if nobody knows what's going on, you're going to have a really hard time. You're going to be fighting yourself. And in the beginning, when you're trying to get clean, your mind is not an asset. It's a liability. It's a bad neighborhood. So, um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about a lot of the things that we say to justify not getting clean or to putting it off a little bit longer. And a lot of things that I used to say is, oh, well, you know, I'll start tomorrow or I'll, uh, you know, what's the point anyway? I'm miserable and when I'm sober, I'm miserable. So what's the point? Or getting to a place where you're, um, you're coming up with excuses to use. You're trying to pick a fight with people to, to piss you off. And now you have a reason to use. Addiction is very sneaky. And these are the things that kind of play out in our head because because we're addicts and this is what we know how to do. So at the end of the day, if you know that you have an issue and you know that your life isn't getting better, you got to make that leap. You got to be okay. You got to accept. You got to have acceptance over the fact that this is not the solution and you have to be okay with getting uncomfortable. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you think that recovery is just going to be a breeze and it's just going to be a, a, a comfortable um, adventure where things don't get tough. I mean, I, you're wrong, you know, and I'd be lying to you and anyone would be lying to you. No one is saying that it's easy, but everybody says that it's worth it. I, I uh, There were times in my recovery where I was very, very close to, to relapsing and um, going back out. And, you know, I, I just, I'm so thankful that I didn't. Even in the moment, even in those times where I didn't, I almost didn't think it was worth it. I'm like, you know, it's not even worth getting clean. I'm miserable. You know, I'm, I'm miserable um, being sober. So what, so what the hell is the point? I might as well give up. And these were, these were things that I would say to myself and I almost did. And now fast forward, now that I'm 
obviously uh, not feeling like that anymore. I feel a lot better about myself and I'm so thankful that I never pulled that trigger and I never got that back. And what does this mean? That means that our feelings are not facts. We're going to feel like shit some days, man. And we're going to feel great some other days. There's always a yin and a yang. But what we're really after is that balance. We don't want the extreme highs and the extreme lows. But in the beginning, it can really feel like that because we're so unregulated. <laughs> you know, our mind's all over the place. And we're just trying to figure out how can I stay sober today, you know, and, and while dealing with our emotions. A lot of people are not used to dealing with their emotions. I was used to numbing out. You know, again, I'll keep it on myself. I'm not trying to speak for anybody. But I couldn't control my emotions in the beginning. I was an angry kid. Um, I felt lonely. You know, I felt sad that I could that I wasn't couldn't depend on my on my drugs of choice anymore to to kind of escape from life because it was just so easy and instant. It was just so it was just second nature to me. I didn't know how to go through life sober. What the hell is that? It was like it it you know I, I felt like I was in another world. I'm like man, what is this? I'm 20 years old. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to stay sober. I'm like this doesn't even make sense to me, you know. But I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that you know things really do get better, and it sounds so cliche, and a big part of it is really getting around the right people, and really having a belief system, developing a belief system that one day you will be okay sober, that you will actually enjoy it and that you can actually live a life that you're, that it's not so chaotic or you're not attracted to the chaos. I was attracted to the chaos, man. I, uh, I looked for it. I looked for trouble. I looked for the excitement that came with drugs or, or even just trouble, you know, even, even without the addictive part of things. I was always seeking something because I wasn't comfortable being who I am. But I'm trying to tell you right now, you can develop a, a, a self, a future, a potential you that is comfortable with who you are without needing substances to be okay with being in the present moment. You know what I'm saying? Because when we're actually getting high, we're never in the present moment. We're just numbing out. You know, we're trying to escape our, our thoughts and our beliefs. And, you know, it's actually very interesting if you think about getting high or drinking. That is actually our way of almost developing a, a spiritual connection with something. We are trying to escape. We're trying to get connected with feelings that we're comfortable with. You know, it's almost like a spiritual journey when you're using, you're chasing that thing because you feel so connected to it and it has such a powerful uh, grip on you. And um, the, the problem is, is that, of course, we all know how it ends. You end up chasing it, but you destroy everything in its path. So, again, I'm going to reiterate, there's never a great time 
You're never going to feel great about getting clean now. You know, it's not something that is just going to excite you. But it is something that later you will be very, very proud about. And you will be, you will have a lot, of, you will develop a lot of self-worth. You will develop a lot of self-respect, respect from other people. And you will actually be able to live with yourself. I got to a place where I could not live with myself, man. My addiction. The way I was living, it was just so shit. I, uh, I didn't even recognize who I was. And I don't ever want to feel like that again. You know, life can be so good. There's so much to have in life. And I'm not saying that just to say it. You got to create your own excitement. And that's what I had to do. Because for a while, to be honest with you, I, I really wasn't happy in my in my recovery. You know, I had multiple years. I had four, five, six years and stuff. And, and I just wasn't content with where I was. And I'm like, damn, man, like I, I need I need to find something I'm excited about. I kind of lost my place a little bit. And early recovery in my, in my, uh, I would even say like from my uh, second, second to second to, um, fourth year, there was some really good, I was, I had a lot of good momentum and I was feeling good about where I was going. And then I just hit, you know, a wall and, and realized, man, I need to do something different. I don't like where my life is going. And luckily enough for me, I, I, I still, had the power of choice. I didn't go back to using, obviously, and even though I was gambling. And uh, and once I really looked at my life and where I wanted to go, it took on a different direction. It became exciting again. And, you know, I'm still taking an inventory of where I'm at today. Do I need to make changes in my life? What areas do I need to grow in? Do I really want to pursue this? You know, I'm very thoughtful about what I'm doing with my life. And it's because, you know, what, you get one shot at this thing. So I want to make the most of it. But right now is always the best time. It's always the right time to get clean. Because if you just start the process now, a month from now, not to jump ahead, but like in the future, you'll be glad that you started. And if you don't, in the future, we'll be like, damn, man, I should I should have fucking, I should have started getting clean a month ago when I first said it. You know, it's not going to change. Once you know it's a problem, it ain't going away, my friend. That was a hard truth for me to accept. I need to realize, you know what, dude, I, uh, I just need to do something different because uh, this isn't changing. It's just getting worse. So it will never be the answer once you know it's not the answer. So that's what I got for you guys today. Hope you have a tremendous day. Uh, if you or a loved one needs my assistance, again, you can contact me um, at any time. My number is 203-917-8862. That is 203-917-8862. And uh, much love, everybody. And I will see you on the next one.